that's where you can get some of the best deals and not pay more than you need to for the things that you want to buy. It's all the little details that catch people off guard. You might be thinking about gifts, but what about travel, meals, all the work events? What about the kids' events? All these things start to add up. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to this episode of the Rad Money Podcast. We're so excited that it is November 1st, and so that means it is officially the holiday season. Crazy. And I know that sounds so crazy, and it's like, hey, whoa, I've got pretty much two months till Christmas. You absolutely do. But we want to start to talk to you today about how to prepare your finances for the holiday season so that you don't end this year with a surprise credit card debt or just not reaching your financial goals the way you wanted to because things went crazy the last two months of the year. Which is why we want to invite you to the Abundant Marriage Financial Coaching Program for Married Couples. And now is really the best time to get started because 90 days from now, you will look back and you can have two realities. One is that you started the program and you went through the holidays, no problems at all. You had a strategy, everything was planned out. You and your spouse were communicating. Life was easy and good. Kicking 2024 off strong and knowing that you're going to reach your financial goals for the year. Or you're looking back 90 days from now and seeing that the holidays were stressful. You spent more than you planned to. And now your financial goals are going to be even harder to reach in 2024 because you're already starting from behind. Not to mention all the financial stress and difficulties in your relationship that are caused by these problems. So this really is the best time to join the Abundant Marriage Program because any later, you're gonna be distracted by the holidays. You know, if you're interested at all, you need to book a discovery call today because in a few weeks, there's gonna be every excuse in the world to kick this can down the road. And if you've been thinking about it at all, this is the perfect time to sign up. We wanna see you in the Abundant Marriage making progress and starting 2024 off strong. So click the link in the show notes to book your discovery call and find out if the Abundant Marriage is the right program for you. And with all that being said, let's get to today's episode. So as Rebecca said at the beginning of the episode, we are talking about preparing for the holidays. And really the goal of this episode and the next few episodes is avoiding the holiday stress, the financial stress that comes from all of the holidays. And so today, We're talking about four ways to keep financial stress from ruining your holidays. Yeah, we want you to enjoy them and not get so consumed by the consumer holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, And and to focus on the wrong things, but also to to still enjoy them. We're not going to say don't buy anything, don't do anything fun. We're going to be providing some really helpful tools to just make sure that you're stepping into the holiday season on the right foot so that you can actually enjoy them more. You can be more present. You can not have the argument because of the financial stress that all the things that you're doing are causing. Really going to be very practical, but just finding that balance. Well, and in some statistics, LendingTree does a survey every year about holiday spending. And so last year, they found that 35% of Americans go into debt. They overspend during the holiday season. And then on average, 
they were going into debt about $1,500. And so one thing that we've learned from our financial coaching business is that debt doesn't care if you make $35,000 a year or $200,000 a year. People carry debt with them no matter how much money they make. So that's something that we want to make sure that you avoid, right? Because as Rebecca's saying, with debt comes financial stress and that creates a ripple in our relationship. And that's the thing, right? It's like, we're not saying that debt is the devil, Bobby Boucher. You know, we're <laughs> like, we definitely don't want to have like this fear-based view on debt as long as it's managed properly, like that kind of stuff is okay. But carrying a balance is really never okay, especially if it is that expensive consumer debt. It's really just not worth it. But if you're intentional now, early, it's November 1st. So it's time to start to build a really intentional plan so that you make sure that you aren't getting this consumer debt that is really expensive, that's not ideal, and it is just going to cause all of that stress because you know that you can't truly afford it. And it's just creating all of this friction in your relationship that's completely avoidable. Right. Completely avoidable. Right. And one of the reasons we're putting this episode out so early, you might be thinking to yourself, wow, it's November 1st. Well, the marketers are already doing their thing, getting you thinking about the holidays. If you haven't noticed, marketers be marketing. They be marketing. It's gray November now. It's not just Black Friday. There are sales all of November. There were even sales a few weeks ago in October. Yeah, it pushed all the way back into October. And that's not going to go away. That's not a fluke. We're honestly in the thick of it. We really are. And if you are not thinking about this in terms of creating your monthly budget right now, and if it does not include Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, if it does not include those things, Thanksgiving, you're already screwing up. Yeah. <laughs> and so we do have some tools that we're going to be sharing with you so that you can plan really effectively and be super comprehensive with this, not because scarcity or anything like that. It's just so that you can make sure that you're not sacrificing your financial goals. But how do you really do it? I think a lot of people talk about, oh, just budget for the holidays. What does that really mean? How do I actually do it? And most people would just add it to their December budget. And it's like, well, if we're spending on average $1,500 for the ho for Christmas. Well, that's what people went into debt for. Maybe they were paying for more than just $1,500. Who knows, right? But if we say that the average American is spending somewhere around $1,500, I mean, that's how much they're going into debt for. So let's just say that they're spending that much during the holiday season. That's way too much to just throw into your December budget willy-nilly, right? You need to be planning. You need to be ahead of it. So we created a tool for you. It's called the Debt-Free Holiday Cheat Sheet. It's going to get you from Black Friday to Thanksgiving through Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. It's all of the things that are coming up where you're going to be spending money. It's going to help you list out everything that you're, you're going to need to buy during the holiday season. So that's a free resource for you that's in the show notes. All you have to do, plug your email in. It'll go straight to your inbox. But that's really going to be helpful for you as we move through these next couple of months and making sure that you are absolutely dialed. And you're adding these expenses to your budget in a way that actually makes sense and actually works. It's all the little details that catch people off guard, right? Totally. It, like when you think of the holidays, like you might be thinking about gifts, but what about travel? What about meals? What about all the work events? What about the kids events? All these things start to add up. And so even Christmas cards cost like 20 bucks. It just adds up. It's the details. Gift wrap, Christmas lights, Christmas tree, Christmas stamp. <laughs> like, it's all the stuff. It's all the stuff. Exactly. Right. So this cheat sheet is a cheat sheet because it has all the details there for you and you can go, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Thank you, Rebecca and Dylan. I'll write down how much I was going to spend there. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So with that, let's get to the four ways that you can keep financial stress from totally ruining ruining your holidays. So the first one is don't financially overcommit. That really is saying that you're not going to spend more than you can afford. Right. Well, one of the things the Lending Tree survey pointed out was that people, a lot of people who went into debt actually regretted spending of course they did. that money. So the other thing that they've 
that the survey showed was it took people up to six months to pay off that debt. And so that's a long time to be hanging on to just Christmas when you have summer coming up, you got spring break, you got other things going on and you're still paying off Christmas. It's or a the snowball holidays. in the bad way. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's a dead snowball in in the opposite way that we like to go. <laughs> yeah, it can really just be such a burden that you're carrying with you far beyond the holidays and it's just so not worth it. So don't financially overcommit. What this really looks like is deciding how you will pay for the holidays this year. So are you going to cash flow it? Are you going to just incorporate it into your budget? That's really what it means by cash flowing it. Are you just going to be able to pay for the holidays and all of the incurred expenses that you find on your cheat sheet? Are you going to pay for those just using your paycheck, essentially? Is it just going to work its way into your monthly expenses? Or are you going to use a credit card strategy? Okay, we're not just saying just swipe that credit card and be like, oh, I'll just deal with this later. There needs to be a strategy on the front end. If you're going to pay with credit cards. Yes, you need to have a credit card strategy if you choose to use credit cards. Otherwise, you will be one of those people who ends up with the $1,500 of credit card debt at the end of the holidays. Yeah, it's just a fact. Willy nilly doesn't work. So we got to make sure that we have a strategy. Right. And so the pro is that there's less financial stress overall. You're not spending more than you make. You're not going into debt. And so the holidays, when it comes to finances, you're not looking back and saying, oh, I spent too much money. And you're definitely not going to have a tense or awkward conversation with your spouse about how much money you spent or they spent during the holiday yeah, season. Yeah, really want to avoid that nickeling and diming, right? And then just in general, the financial stress overall, I think that it's really easy to think in January, we're going to have all this financial stress and all this debt, and then it's going to be stressful. No, no. While it's happening, you know that you can't afford this stuff. And that's why you're grumpy while you're doing it. It's why as these new expenses come up and as you're having these discussions as a couple, they turn into arguments in the middle of the holiday season about money because you know that you can't really afford it. You know that you're overextending yourself. You know that you're overcommitting yourself and that is stressing you out. And that's actually pulling you out of the present moment. It's giving you stress. It's giving you anxiety. And it's really costing you the enjoyment of the holiday season. And that's just too expensive, if you ask me. Yes, I totally agree. And so tip number one is don't financially overcommit this holiday season. Tip number two is to make sure that you discuss your gift policy with everyone. And you really need to start with your spouse. Yeah, you have to have that discussion together, just the two of you. You need to really decide what you're going to do for the year. And then you can take whatever your plan is and you can communicate that to everyone else in your life, your friends, your family, your kiddos. But it really needs to start with you as a couple and you guys decide how you want the holidays to look in terms of gifts. So one thing to consider is a no gift policy that you can make this as extreme as you want to. But this is something to really consider. And it's really about aligning your money with your values. Like we've talked about on this podcast before, it's about making sure that you're using your money in the way that you really want to. So if things and stuff aren't really something that add value into your life or to those around you, then maybe focus on using your money more towards experiences or funneling that money towards your financial goals in general. Now, this does require some serious financial boundary setting and letting people know that, hey, we're not going to be participating in a gift exchange this year and all of that sort of stuff. But it is something that I think a lot of people only consider if they feel like they can't afford gifts, but it's really not about that. It comes down to your values and your priorities and making sure that you're not just buying things just because that's what people expected, but it's because you're actually finding things that are valuable to give people that you think that they're really going to get a lot of enjoyment out of. 
Not something that's just going to sit on a shelf and get dusty and just feed the consumer machine. Make sure that you're using your money in a way that is meaningful and that, you know, other people are also going to value. But of course, this can also just be extended to however many people you want, especially if you're just a couple like Dylan and I. You know, we've said, okay, well, we'll do a gift exchange, but we're not going to get beginning gifts for anybody else this year. And again, it's just been a matter of really values. And I personally, I don't like buying things for people if I don't know if they're really going to use it, they're going to enjoy it. It's so hard to buy gifts for people. And it's just like, it feels like a waste of money. And I think that's why a lot of people are just like, just give me money. I don't want you to buy me something that I'm not going to use. Just give me money. And I don't like that either. So experiences can be a really nice middle ground. But my point really being that this can be just about you as a couple, you guys can do a gift exchange, or it just sticks to the nuclear family. It can go out as far as you really want it to, but decide where you want that boundary to be and set it. Yeah. And the the important thing is to discuss this and let everybody know the expectation because one of the biggest challenges during the holidays is there's unspoken expectations. And so the best thing to do is make sure that you address those unspoken expectations by actually just talking with everybody and letting them know the plan and what you're up to so that they aren't let down because you decided to do something that wasn't on their plan. Well, and so much of it is based off of reciprocation, right? And so like if you early on let people know like, hey, I'm not going to be purchasing gifts this year. Like that's just not aligned with my values this year, however you want to say it. But letting them know like, hey, there's no pressure for you to get me anything either because you don't want to trigger that reciprocation. And then you definitely don't want to just be doing something because it's what's expected and it's just what we do and and all that sort of stuff. Again, it just feeds the consumerism machine. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I meant by unspoken expectations is this reciprocity that I bought you a gift and I was expecting something in return. And if you don't tell them that you're not giving gifts, they're going to be pretty bummed out that you didn't do that. Yeah, they're going to it's it's hard to not take that personally. So communicating those expectations is really important. So this one was discussing your gift policy with your spouse and then everybody around letting them know what's going on. Yeah. So tip number three is don't forget additional holiday spending. So we kind of touched on this already. Again, there is the debt-free holiday cheat sheet in the show notes. Go download that. You're going to need it. It's going to walk you through all of these things. But this is what a lot of pe- screws a lot of people up. Don't forget about travel, events, food. Okay. Inflation has been ridiculous for the past couple of years on food especially. But every year, the holiday feasts, I mean, we throw down. Well, they're feasts, right? Like They're not just a normal meal. You buy a lot of food. You do. And so you need to make sure that you are accounting for that. Add those holiday feasts, those party meals, et cetera. Add that into your grocery budget for the holiday months. And then another thing to not forget is all the decor that comes along with the holidays too, right? Like the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree stand, new ornaments, new lights, all that sort of stuff. Like you'll open up a box and you'll realize, oh, these things got damaged over the year or I didn't replace them. I said I'd take care of it this season and now that's here and you got to fix things. And so there's a lot there's a lot of expenses when it comes to just decorating for the holidays as well. Absolutely. And I feel like every year I add at least one piece of holiday decor to our collection. Even if it's just like a single handmade ornament that's like 20 bucks, or something a little bit bigger that, you know, yeah, I'm going to have it for a really long time or however. But I'm always adding at least something to holiday decor. It's just because it's really fun and festive. And so as you do that, you just need to make sure that you're catching that and, and even setting like a spending limit so you don't get out of control. And again, this is really about giving yourself permission. It's saying, hey, I can 
add that thing to my holiday decor. That's totally fine. I actually want one of those really like cute handmade porcelain Christmas trees. They're like hand painted and have like the little lights on them. I think they're adorable. But to get a really nice one is actually really expensive. And so, so I need to make sure that I'm planning ahead for that and not just willy nilly spending a couple hundred bucks on one of these vintage Christmas trees, you know? So that's a little extreme, but you get the point. It's about giving yourself permission and planning ahead. Yeah, I think that's a really great point is to say that you're making the plan and you're giving yourself permission to spend this money and so that you avoid the stress, you avoid overspending because you've already thought about it all. And this is really the details here. Like this one in particular, the additional spending, these are the details. Look at the calendar and say like, okay, where am I going? What am I going to be doing? Am I going to be buying gifts here? You know, like really think it out. Like look at the calendar and go through it. With what the cheat parties sheet. are we going to? Right. What That's on the cheat sheet too is, is talking about like the parties that we're going to be attending. Are we buying ugly sweaters? Are we bringing hors d'oeuvres? Are we bringing a bottle of wine? What is happening here so that we just know, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. not catching us off guard. But then also want to tie it back to that importance of doing this as a couple. Women, we know that we're the planners. We just end up like that is what we do. We're also primarily going to be the cooks, all that sort of stuff, right? It's just generally speaking, if that's not true for you, cool, that's fine. But the point is, whoever's handling those things for you to both sit down and say, this is where the money ends up going during the holidays. This is what we can plan on. This is what we can expect. So that there isn't that nickeling and diming. Be like, hey, why did you buy that $700 Christmas tree? And be like, well, let me just tell you. <laughs> $700 is a big Christmas tree. I want to see that one. No, they're about 18 inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of those. Got it. Got it's it. A, yeah, the vintage, the vintage thing I was talking about. They, they're, they're not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> which is an excellent time to talk about the next thing, which is make sure you set your budget for exactly. the holiday. Exactly. Again, this is in the cheat sheet. But what will your total spend be for the holidays? This is really hard for people to encapsulate if they're not thinking about the fact that it starts in November and goes really through like mid-January when people are still paying those bills. Make sure that you're really looking at your budget and you're saying, what's my total spend going to be for the holiday season? Right, exactly. And I think a great way to think about this is like, how much can you afford and then backwards plan? Absolutely. Like set the number. Oh, oh, we do have $1,500 that we can spend without going into debt. Now we take that and we divide it across the beginning of November to the end of December and say, all right, how can we divide this up properly without going into debt? But then also doing it strategically because you know that in November you've got, again, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all those deals around there. But that's where you can get some of the best deals and not pay more than you need to for the things that you want to buy. And so by being really strategic, by front loading all of this, you can say, hey, I know I'm going to spend 70% of my gift budget early because that's when all the deals are, you know, and as opposed to naively thinking that you're just going to spend it in December. So you need to be really strategic. And by doing that, you actually end up getting the best deals. Yeah, maybe this could be a bonus point for this episode is to if you know there are things that you want to buy, start paying attention to them now. Because there are some deals on Black Friday that aren't deals at all. Like prices get marked up to get marked down. Absolutely. And so by understanding what the market is for that particular thing, you'll be able to say, I actually am getting a deal on it because there's so many times I've seen things like, oh, this is on sale 25%. It's like, nah, you marked it up 25% and then marked it right back down. And actually, that's a great preview for the next episode where we're going to tell you exactly how you can do that and give you some tools to start watching those prices and make sure that you are acting when the deals are the best deals. With that, that wraps up today's episode, though. Again, the four ways that you can keep financial stress from ruining your holidays. Number one, don't financially overcommit. 
Number two, discuss your gift policy for the year. Start with your spouse and then move outward from there. Three, don't forget about additional holiday spending, those sneaky expenses that add up. And four, set your budget. What's your total spend going to be for the holiday season so that you don't find yourself in January with a credit card bill with an interest rate? Right. Yeah. That's the one thing we want you to avoid this season. We really appreciate y'all being here today with us on this episode. So if you like this episode, make sure that you are subscribed to the Rad Money Podcast and drop us a review. Let us know what you think of today's episode or of the podcast in general. Yeah. If you're on Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. Or if you're on Apple, even better, leave us a written review and give us specific information. What did you like about this episode? And make sure to share this episode with your spouse so that both of you can get on the same page about holiday spending this season. And with that, until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And and we're we're Rad Rad Coaches. Coaches.